0: idol nation is the greatest we know the drama from contestants and to know the team idol nation's what
1: you greetings america i'm lauren and i'm lauren and i'm alone <laughs> So, Laura has a scheduling conflict this week, and we have a few little surprises in store for you. We have some really cool audio clips that have been sent in from fans, and we have a special guest interview with a longtime Idol Nation fan, and she gives her insights on American Idol, a little bit about Hawaii Week, but mainly about which contestant she likes the most. But just to keep things a little bit in line with how we usually run the show, I just want to provide some high level insights that might be helpful to those idol fans out there. Thing. Yes, you heard it, Paige back. We get more into it in the episode. I'll say tier level for me, it's going to be a zero. Some quick takeaways from the judges. I think this was probably one of the best nights, best two nights of Lionel's life. He truly was so excited, standing up to give his remarks to every single contestant. I really found a lot of joy in that. Um, okay, one other quick thing. I will say they truly, truly played into Michael Williams' heartthrob. Persona. They had him coming out of the water in slow motion, water flying all around him like a merman or like a Baywatch person. Um, He sung Tuesdays for his parents' 40th wedding anniversary. They were celebrating it there in Hawaii. And apparently his parents danced to Lionel Richie's song at their wedding. And Lionel had a funny line that was, If only I could get it to work for me! Basically saying glad that the love song worked for them, but I don't think he's married, or apparently his marriages haven't been the best. Um, The episode started with Ryan Seacrest saying that this will be the most dramatic uh, night of our lives, which I have to say very inaccurate when you look at my life and probably half of America. Um, One last thing, Lionel said that he had a spiritual experience during E.M. Tongi's uh, performance, so I would say E.M. was my favorite of the night, but for once, it might not be. You'll have to listen in to find out out I'm not gonna go ramble anymore I this episode is a little different but I hope it will bring you as much joy as it did for our special guest Whitney she had the most amazing night of her life just kidding Whit. but to get us started I'm gonna turn it over to some of the fans who have sent in audio clips these are real fans and this is not AI take it away!
0: De-de-de-de-de. Hi, this is Belinda from Florida Uh, I'm just calling in to sing my praises for Michael Williams I mean I know I could be his mother but he's just so darn cute he looks like a mix of a young John Travolta and Tom Cruise
1: I can't believe that she said that because that's exactly what my mother said just last week so it must be a Florida vibe next we have someone calling in complaining about sob stories no name given
0: American Idol has too many sob stories. I didn't come here to
1: cry. I came to listen to music. Wow. (laughs) That sounds like a sob story to me. Next, I don't know how this audio is going to come in because this was submitted via uh, Instagram, but let's just see how it sounds.
2: By far, my favorite contestant on night two of Hawaii was Dawson Wayne. And I kid you not, I was actually bored throughout this episode. For some reason, I thought this batch of contestants, these performances for me, were not that exciting. They were not that entertaining. But when he came on with Copycat, I thought this is different. This is unique. It's exciting. And we haven't seen a lot of Dawson, which makes me nervous for the voting. Because oftentimes contestants that don't get much airtime get cut early. But I think he's doing something refreshing. So I really hope that he makes the cut. Dawson was by far my favorite. I can't even remember who else I voted for because there were two others that I liked. (laughs) Slipping from my mind right now, Dawson Wayne by far from night two of Hawaii, my favorite contestant.
1: Wow, that is a hot take. We haven't seen a lot of Dawson. He's correct. And I think there might be some mixed reviews. It was definitely an exciting performance. He doesn't usually jump all over the stage and get super passionate. Um, I know that he's also a former church singer. So he could have some of that gospel in him. I truly really don't know that much about that genre. But interesting take. I think I'll need to rewatch Dawson Wayne's performance again and if you guys don't know whose voice that was maybe you listen to some recent episodes next my favorite clip that i saved for last this is an anonymous submission it sounds like something that should be on the background of a documentary it's truly beautiful so take it away anonymous person
0: i love american idol because it's not just about raw talent During the audition process, sure, the judges are looking for people who can sing well. But they're also looking for people with a story to tell. They value depth and strength of character and personal growth. And American Idol doesn't shy away from featuring people who have gone through hell and back with various challenges. Physical, mental, emotional. And it allows those people to share their experiences and perspectives. And hopefully that inspires others who are struggling with similar issues to keep pushing forward and go for their goals. And even when they have to cut contestants, the judges are so encouraging and it's just a really wholesome, feel good show.
1: Okay, was that the most beautiful thing you all have ever heard? Because it was one of my favorite little clips of audio that I've maybe ever heard. So this was a very fun segment. It's called Share Your Thoughts, America and Beyond. All right, everyone, we are back and we have some very exciting news today. We have a special guest host and her name is Whitney Lauren. Welcome to the show, Whitney.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. You can call me Never Boring Whitney Lauren for short or for long.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sorry. A lot of weird stuff. Whitney, is this your first podcast? It sure is. (laughs) Well, you sound like it's your 20th. So maybe we'll get it started like how Laura and I usually get our podcast started by saying, I'm Lauren. And I'm Whitney. And this is Idol Nation. Perfect. It sounded flawless. All right. For those of y'all back home. Laura, which is every single person listening to this, Laura cannot record tonight. We'll be excited to her, have her back very soon, but the show must go on. So we've invited special guest Whitney to share the inside scoop about how she feels about American Idol. So, Whitney, are you a longtime fan of American Idol? What's your
0: journey been like? I am a longtime fan. I've been watching it since the very beginning, um, but I've gone a couple of years here and there with, you know, taking breaks. Yeah, from
1: what I recall, you said you stopped watching after audition some some years.
0: Yeah, so my favorite parts are definitely like when it's the realist, you know, and they're they're authentic. And um, auditions and you know, holiday week is just a little more authentic, and I just enjoy those a lot more than the whole big shebang on stage. So typically, I tend to you know maybe not completely stop watching when you know the main event's going on, but I, I. I watch it less and less just because it doesn't interest me quite as much. That
1: makes sense. So when it comes to music you see in your real world, do you like the big shebang then? Or yeah. do you prefer small town, more homey experiences?
0: Yeah, that is a good question. Um, A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I think I like it <laughs> both. Solid answer.
1: It's hard to commit to one. But do you have like a favorite genre of music? Just want to give the fans some backgrounds. On your opinions.
0: Um, definitely 90s hip hop and, and rap and R&B. All
1: right. Let's see Again. if sometimes like our genres don't really play out on the Idol stage. So it'll be interesting to see like if your favorite genre is actually also your favorite type of contestants genre.
0: Good point. Yeah, we'll have to see.
1: All right. And another quick question. Do you have a favorite judge?
0: Um... I like all of them for different reasons, but probably Katie overall. Katie? Yeah. Interesting. Why is that?
1: I mean, everyone else on the show has said, I mean, only two other people have said Lionel. So it's just cool to have like one, uh, at least like one Katie fan.
0: Yeah, I, Lionel's okay. He's he's fine, but I'm not like a <laughs> fan. <understand. laughs> all right. To each their That's own. What's your favorite year of hosting the podcast so far?
1: Oh, that's hard. Just kidding. It's this year, Laura. Um, (laughs) I did like the year Tom and I did it because we got some contestants to come on, which I'm hoping will happen again soon. But this is my favorite year as far as guests who aren't contestants go, mainly because of the guest podcast that we shared yesterday. And of course, our newest guest, who is you? All right. That. <laughs> so um Whitney's also sponsoring this podcast. Every single listen that we have for Whitney's show, she will give us $10. So thank you so much for your support Whitney. Oh, cool. That's, that's fun news. That is fun news. So just a little background for those of you who are new to the podcast. We're going to give you a quick update on what Hawaii week is. Basically, folks go to Hawaii, the top 26 and they compete for a chance to make it to the top 20 and America votes. So all the contestants that played that saying last night will not necessarily make it through the next round. It's up to America to decide. And Whitney was out of town, so she didn't vote. But we'll find out who she would have voted for quickly. And there were two mentors on the show, Alan Stone and Noah Cyrus, who guided all the contestants. Are you familiar with either of these people, Whitney? No, I'm not, actually. I don't remember who Alan Stone is, which makes me feel bad because I think that he's, like, pretty famous. Noah Cyrus is finally Cyrus's sister know oh. and i don't know if you saw what she was wearing i'm just gonna skip a little bit ahead to the fashion report um but she looks like a baby like she apparently has like shaved off all of her eyebrows and she just looked like a baby and when i saw how do you feel about this outfit um that is
0: very striking and memorable
1: uh, <laughs> How do you feel about the eyebrows? Would you ever consider shaving off your eyebrows completely? Uh,
0: not a fan and not a fan of doing it the makeup way either. It's just not um a good look in my opinion. I think eyebrows are there for a reason and I wish mine were mine were better personally, but um I don't take them for granted. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't I'm not Have you seen this trend before? Like the nah.
0: completely beige eyebrows? Kendall Jenner did it actually at I think one of the. The galas, um, the Met Gala or something like that. A couple years oh, ago. really? Mm-hmm. It looks What's okay it? on her though, because she looks good in anything, but that's true. Here,
1: yeah, this is truly something that I hope does not become a trend. Yeah, um, just for a little update, because I know one of your favorite contestants has come back. For those of you who are wondering, the mystery redhead is named Beckett McDowell. He made it to the top 26 but ended up bowing out his dad is actually malcolm mcdowell which is someone that starred in a clockwork orange Mm. and his sister is her sister-in-law is lily collins which is the girl from emily in paris that's awesome wait hold on a second can you keep talking yeah oh i can't hear you for some reason it's weird can
0: you edit this out
1: (laughs) hold on a second Oh, no, I don't think this is recording anymore. Well, I'm definitely going to have to edit this one. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, America and the rest of the world, I'm not sure what just happened. We'll just switch mics. Hopefully, it's still recording and it sounds okay. Welcome to the world of showbiz, me. <laughs>
0: yeah, keep us on our toes.
1: Yes contestants but why don't you just give us a little bit of background on who your favorite contestants are like throughout the season
0: um i'm uh definitely a big fan of elijah i really like his story um i think that you know he's come so far and he really deserves to you know to make it in life um he's really talented seems like a really genuine person um and i i just enjoy his voice a lot um, I also really like Paige Ann. I'm very glad that they brought her back. Um, honestly, I didn't I don't I, I must have missed her early on. But when um, during the show supper, I was just like super um, impressed by her and her. Um, also, I was wondering, did, do you know why she was in the hotel? Like why that was reported?
1: I think that she had like a covid scare.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. That's what yeah. I, I, I didn't hear them say it specifically. But um I thought even that audition was really good. And then when she did the um uh the, the sing-off was whew, I was blown away by that and I thought she deserved it. I thought she deserved to go further than Megan in that case, honestly. I think that she did a much better job.
1: Yeah, I I really love Paige Ann's performance. Megan Danielle has like a really unique voice, so I think yeah. that's one reason they let her through. But also whenever they were passing Megan Danielle through, they were just saying all these compliments to her right in front of Paige Ann. And then they're just like
0: awkward. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, but Paige Ann handled it so well. She was very mature about it, even though she's super young.
0: Mm -hmm. So, props to her. I definitely agree with that. Um, and then I also really liked Zachariah. I thought that his um, his showstopper routine of "Don't Stop Me Now" was really excellent. Um, and then I also liked Malik as well um, when he had the the sing off, um, and I was happy that he made it through too.
1: Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about some people saying Zachariah might sound like a cruise ship singer?
0: I mean, cruise ship singers are good, too. You know, they're still talented, you know. I think they're entertaining and
1: fun and you
0: know.
1: There's few People who can get you like super excited, like a cruise ship singer, especially for like covers.
0: It's true. It's true. I mean, you're stuck inside a boat. You have nowhere to go. You're you got to listen to him. And 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 they usually, you know, don't disappoint. So there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm a huge Zachariah fan, too. Um, mm-hmm. As far as last night goes, my favorite performance in the past two nights were probably Kyra, mm-hmm. who is a beautiful woman. She
0: really is very pretty.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she just has, like, an amazing voice. Her, She didn't get that much of a spotlight in the auditions, um, but each time she sings, like, she's been playing a new instrument, except for at Showstoppers. She, I mean, at, at Hawaii Week, she just did, like, more dancing with no instruments, and people were blown away. I'm pretty sure this guy, Alan Stone, who was her mentor, had, like, a legit crush on her. She mm-hmm. sung a song from, like, the 90s, early 2000s that I think you probably remember. Um... Mm-hmm. Because Whitney That's my jam Yeah, <laughs> And we were alive back then I don't think that these It was just really interesting the songs that um, These kids were choosing for Hawaii Week Because they seemed like I have no idea how they even know these songs Like they're way before their time These are like true Gen ears
0: I'm pretty sure I don't really know where when the generation
1: fly You know what I mean
0: Well their parents probably raised them on these songs you know just like my dad raised me on Simon and Garfunkel and Chicago and all these other, you know, artists that aren't as popular now.
1: But their parents might be our age. That's true. I, I mean, I don't know. Are they? Probably not. They'd be like really young, like a little older than us. Like their parents are probably like forty-two.
0: Mm-hmm. And they weren't closer to my age it. than yours.
1: I don't know. I mean the the average age of the kids are yeah, it's like twenty one.
0: Mm-hmm. The show makes me feel so old.
1: Me too, and I feel weird because like sometimes I have like a crush on some of the contestants, and I'm like this is not good <laughs> creeper. Yeah, but none on this season. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy named Michael Williams.
0: Not really, no.
1: They, they want him to be the heartthrob of the... Oh, episode.
0: is he the good-looking one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Actually, I, I wrote, wrote something down about him. Well, yeah. they
1: ha- his intro, they have... For the, uh, Hawaii Week, they have him in the ocean, like, coming out in the water, like, flowing behind his head. And it's just, like, a typical heartthrob spotlight. And I just wonder like, if some of the intro will actually have an imp- impact on, like, how people vote. And they're, like, trying to shape stories in, like, specific ways. You know what I mean? Like, some they people... strapped
0: first him...
1: They, yes, they gave him a thirst drop.
0: (laughs) I don't know. My, you know, those, those little teeny boppers do love to vote, you know? (laughs) Let's
1: hope they vote in the general election as well. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) This (laughs) is the part in the podcast where we bring up politics. (laughs) So just a few other quick things. Let's talk about Anutza real quick because you are familiar with her. Mm -hmm. She... um. I don't know. So last night at at the Hawaii at Hawaii Week, people either wore very um like reserved clothing even though they were in Hawaii, I think because it was Disney. But then um, Nutza tried to do that as well. She wore like she had more coverage than normal, but her dancing was just a little more raunchy than I think Disney would like. And at the end, she fell to the ground and like slid across the stage and did like some pelvic thrust. And um, Luke Bryan ended up saying, "Well, I think." some people probably thought it was time to tell their kids to go get cereal during that performance. I'm like, oh, blah, blah, like, It was just not your typical Disney show. So I think Nutza doesn't really sometimes listen to guidance or like catch the vibe. What are your thoughts? Um,
0: well, unfortunately, like I said, I, uh, as you said, I was out of town, so I haven't had a chance to catch up on those performances fully, but um, I'm not... I'm not, not a fan of hers, but I have some reservations about, you know, some things that she, like, some parts of her character that she showed on the show a couple of times, and, you know, I, I think she has unique style, and I, I really like that. Um, but, you know, sometimes she is a little over the top, which yeah. is, you know, also memorable and good in this in this show, which, so that's, you know, bravo to her, but she's not my, like, I'm not her number one fan right now, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how, like, these people coming into the competition with, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, like, how that's going to impact
0: their votes,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. How much is social media really going to impact
0: where they stand in there? I'm sure by a lot. I will say one one thing that I noticed that... You cannot tell she has an accent at all when she sings. It's so interesting to me. You know, it just completely goes away. It's like, it's outrageous.
1: I know. I don't understand how that happens. Mm -hmm. And same with like Wei. Her voice is like pretty high pitched when she talks. And when she sings, it's like so deep and sultry.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's another one of my favorites. I love her. Love, love, love her.
1: Well, she was on The Voice as well.
0: Oh, I did not I don't think I knew that.
1: Apparently a few other a few other of these contestants were either on the voice or America's Got Talent. Um Mary Beth Bird and Malik and Way and Megan Danielle. So I don't know how I feel about people coming from one competition and switching to the next.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that either. <laughs> I feel like they should have kind some kind of like a stipulation or something or I don't know, like I mean, I get that they can be on it a certain number of times and just can't be top 24 and come back. So that's kind of cool that you can do that. But I think that maybe they should have like a limit or certain shows or I don't know.
1: Yeah, it just seems like the shows have... like It seems like it would impact the shows negatively too, you know? Like, if these people aren't making it big on these other two shows and then they're heading over to American Idol, it kind of makes the other ones look bad.
0: Yeah. But I guess you could say the same for other types of reality shows too, you know? Like... Um all the ones that you like, uh well I guess like Love is Blind and all those other you know. Um
1: Well they are winning, Whitney. They are becoming influencers. That's really all that's they true. want. it's
0: true. Now I'm not hating on Love is Blind. I like uh the other one that you always talk about that Perfect uh, match. No, the one that now, the I want the pool, the, they're at the pool all
1: day. I, I seriously, it sounds like I'm watching so much TV because I am. Um, Love Island, UK, yes, Love
0: Island. Oh my god,
1: it's that was nice. The circle, worst. worst?
0: <laughs> sorry, so negros. Negros. No, it's
1: so good. Um, well, do you have any? I know you are traveling, and I'm really grateful for you coming on this show because you've been wanting to come on for a while, begging every day. Every day,
0: and sorry, I'm so annoying, but I, I wake just, up
1: in the morning. Just Whitney's at my door begging, yeah. But sure. then,
0: like scratching my <laughs> door, like her cat, you know, just like
1: let me in, please. It's crazy because she like climbs at my balcony to like just try to get on. She's laughing. You can't see it though.
0: The part's um, man,
1: yeah. <laughs> but she, um, now that I finally asked her to come on, she wasn't able to watch the show. So I appreciate you sitting through this with me. Of course. Um. Do you, so, did were you able to catch any of the performances,
0: or is there any? Do you have any tidbits of good or bad? Um. I did see Elijah's performance, and. I wasn't like I'm. I'm a big Elijah fan, but I wasn't as impressed with that performance, or at least the three quarters of it that I watched. Um, But I did love his shirt, and I actually have um, an almost identical shirt that I wore for my '90s themed birthday party last year. Um, So we'll have to take a picture with that. So I was pretty impressed by it. but yeah, I think that you know he still deserves to go for the go for in the competition, and um, and I'm excited to catch up on the rest of the the Hawaii performances. To me. I
1: I um, guess you can say Whitney is a Elijah head, as they say.
0: Well, not on purpose. (laughs) Just that I just happened to catch his um, one performance. (laughs) i Elijah Head. That's it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, she's in Elijah Head. That's what you can change your handle to that if you want. (laughs) Um, Warren Pay. Warren P. He's a country guy. You might remember him. He has like long red hair and a long red beard. Yes. Yes. I really like his voice, and I can't believe I'm gonna say. I think he has one of my favorite um, performances of the night. When you watch it, he actually sang Adele, which is like very out of his like normal range. Whoa her eyes just got really big and um Alan Stone was like trying to convince him to like take his hat off and like throw it to the audience but he he kept like seeing me really iffy about it and he did not end up throwing it because the hat gave him luck on his other like rounds of the audition and it was like his girlfriend was with him when he got the hat or something so he refused to throw it and it was like so cute
0: no, I don't blame him, honestly. Like, it's his hat, and Me you find never see it again, you know?
1: Yeah, and it was, like, a nice, like, cowboy hats are expensive, I assume. And, like, he's been, like, breaking it in for years.
0: Yeah. More power to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, more power to you, Warren. Well, do you have any other hot takes or insights? Um, From the season in general.
0: I like um Elise Christine, like how they called her Mighty Mouse. I remember Yeah. But she's still in, right?
1: Did yeah, she? she's still in. She didn't get a lot of coverage at the beginning. Like she had like a 10 second intro. So it's crazy that she made it this far. It's interesting like who producers want you to see and who they don't.
0: I know. There's I wish sometimes I could like be in the editing bay and just be like, No, you should you should focus on this, not this. And how come you're not giving any exposure at all to this person? You know, even just a little bit. Like it doesn't make sense sometimes.
1: Yeah. And the, the guy that I talked to yesterday or two days ago, his name is Bennett. If you guys haven't listened to the episode, he interviews all of these unaired idols. And he said like hundreds, there's hundreds of people that just through that same painstaking process. And they go through the B-roll. They do all of the work, but they just never get featured. No one ever finds out like even what their name is. Oh, that's so sad. I know. He told me some other stuff that made, I kind of wish I didn't hear because now I feel a little bit jaded and I can't look at the show the same way.
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta, it's like any other show. It's hard to, you know, fit everything in, and mm-hmm. I get it. But like, you think they'd just do like, even if it's like a snippet with like their name or something, or
1: yeah, like thanks for applying, blah blah blah. Like a roll at the end, like at the end of Barney back when we were kids, how it'd say like happy birthday to, to people. I mm-hmm. could at least have a rolling reel of people's Instagram handles.
0: Yeah, that's true. that's true. And I was noticing actually um, during uh, Hollywood week when I was going back and reviewing some of the stuff again um, that they didn't put like they would say the person's name, but they didn't actually have it on screen. So I had to keep like, I had to keep like, you know, scrolling back and then playing it out loud and not just you know, looking at the words on the screen. And so that was I thought a miss on their part because they're not giving as much um, credit to the people who are on stage and, and you know, memorability for them.
1: For sure, or they only have it at like the very beginning of their performance, and not even always at the beginning. Like, it's in, it's only up for like five seconds, so like you miss it. So yeah, I
0: agree. Figure that one out, producers. And Especially editors. if you're watching the show live for voting purposes, then that yeah, that's a misstep, you know. Yeah,
1: take our notes seriously. Um, <laughs> we only have four minutes and thirty-two seconds left. Oh no! Um, I know it's, this episode is really flying, bu- flown by. Despite yeah. the um errors from the microphone. There are some Instagram stats that I want us to read. And it's going to be tricky because it looks like really intense because this is something that Laura made. So take a look at this. (laughs) So basically, I thought we could say like, who had the um, top Instagram growth? and and then we can say what their totals are and maybe we can go back and forth. So Can you see this? Yep. All right, so do you want to do top 5 Instagram growth?
0: Sure. Um, <laughs>
1: like Dawson Wayne, growth of 58%, like that? Sure. Okay.
0: Right. Well, you got the first one. Well, next, we have Oliver Steele with a growth of 37%. Haven Madison with a growth of 35%. Hannah Nicholson with a growth of 34%. And Colin Stow with a growth of 31%.
1: That's quite a lot of growth in Hawaii Week, wouldn't you say? Sure is. And how about now we read the top five, um... Oh, shit. Uh-oh. I hope I'm not messing up her things. Okay, one second. Everyone just... The
0: undo button's for.
1: Oh, yeah, duh. All right. Laura's, like, just hearing me mess up her um, spreadsheets. Okay, now wh- why don't you let us know who has the top five... Instagram followings of the contestants.
0: Uh, Nutza, But she only has 100% growth.
1: Yeah, but her total is higher.
0: Okay, sorry.
1: No worries. These are very complex charts. Nutza
0: B with...
1: 390,000 followers.
0: I am Tanji with...
1: Ian Tongi with three hundred fifteen thousand followers. <laughs>
0: Just kidding. <laughs> Way Ani on, right? with
1: one hundred ninety one thousand followers. Colin Stow with sixty eight point five thousand followers. And Michael Williams with forty five point five thousand followers. And on that note, we have one minute and thirty seconds left of this recording. Whitney, this has been a true pleasure. I'm, again, so grateful that you decided to come on to this podcast having not a lot of time
0: to prepare. No problem. Happy to be here. I'll, I'll do it anytime. Would you really? I Probably, yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> need a little bit more notice and I can prepare properly. You, you heard it here first. Whitney
1: said anytime, day or night, she would return. Anytime.
0: I'll just be scratching at your door again. Don't you worry. Yeah.
1: Do you want people to follow you on Instagram or anything?
0: uh sure um i'd have to make my profile uh public but uh, we can share good. your handle
1: and they can try to slide into your dms if you're interested Ooh, i like how that sounds okay so we'll do that unless you changes their mind when we go off air okay all right well thank you so much Wit.
0: thanks for having me i'm lauren and i'm whitney
1: and this has been idol nation Woo!
2: What? <laughs> I just came her the corniest one. I'm not even gonna do that. Uh,
1: you have to.
2: Or it sounds sweet. Like cornier the neighbor, butter. idol nations there. <laughs>